0: Welcome to the Art Life Faith Podcast. This is the show where we talk about art and stories of how it impacts our lives and what it has to do with the Christian faith. And I'm your host, Roger Lowther. Today, I would like to read you a little poem. It's Kanshi, which literally means Chinese poem. Although actually, (laughs) it's not Chinese at all. Uh, It's a Japanese poem, which only uses Chinese characters, in this case, five per line. And it's almost like a puzzle where Japanese take Chinese letters and work within quite a few rules to say something as beautifully as possible. This poem is by Ryokan Taigu, who lived in the late 1700s and early 1800s and is one of the most popular figures in Japanese history, known for poetry, calligraphy, and a very unique way of looking at the world But more than that, he's really known for the way he cared for the small and the weak. Taigu is a name he gave himself, and anyone who can read Japanese will immediately recognize the meaning. It means big fool or great fool. So Ryokan called himself the great fool. And in this short poem where he wrote about food, Ryokan asks a very basic and seemingly very foolish question. And that is, why do people eat? Why do people eat? I translated this poem with the help of my Japanese teacher. And so I would like to read it to you now. And here's the poem. Everybody eats, but does anyone know why? I ask and everybody mocks me. Instead of mocking me, think about it. And then think about it some more. There will be a time for laughing everybody eats but does anyone know why i ask and everybody mocks me but hey in mocking my words you fool yourself i'm telling you try to see the wisdom of these words everybody eats but does anybody know why i ask and everybody mocks me well i don't mind if you laugh i want to laugh too laughing laughing with everyone laughing the time of miroku will come okay so maybe i've taken a little liberty with the tone (laughs) in english but i haven't changed the meaning and personally i think he would have really liked my english translation anyway i want to especially talk about this last line because those who don't know japan probably are not familiar with this figure miroku here the last two lines again Laughing, laughing, with everyone laughing, the time of miroku will come. Miroku is a bodhisattva, which is believed to be an enlightened being that has chosen not to pursue nirvana in order to rescue people from cycles of rebirth. They are seen as beings of compassion. So whereas Buddha has renounced all ties with this world, bodhisattva is still connected to this world in order to save us. Now, I'm not a scholar of Buddhism, so I, I shouldn't say more than that. But what I find particularly interesting about this poem is how asking a question about food led Ryokan to this being who will come at the end of the world to save us. Why does food, or more specifically, the need to eat, lead Ryokan to this figure? Isn't that interesting i mean ryokan suggests that there is something to this question that food is not just about food it's not something we just eat in order to give us enough energy to get through the day that there's more to it well as a christian i can't help but think about christ christ tells us the food is never just about food That there is something fundamental about our dependence on food that points us to God. That the infinitely diverse and creative and beautiful foods of all the nations of the world throughout time actually reveal something about Christ and how he works in this world. That God is speaking to us through all of creation, including our food. That it's not just merely stuff. Christ even says that he is the bread of life and that whoever comes to me will never go hungry. So I find it fascinating that a poet in 18th century Japan, 100 years after the last Christian was killed or kicked out of Japan, who had never met a Christian, had never seen a Bible, may have never heard the name of Jesus, would write about how food leads us to a Savior who will come And save us all I mean isn't this a great case for foreign missions how can someone know the gospel unless someone tells them how can someone know that Jesus claims to be the bread of life unless they hear it from the Bible there are so many pointers to Jesus and his gospel in Japanese art and culture and Japanese food and Japanese poetry because God put them there The next step is for some Christian missionary or Japanese Christian to come along and talk with them about it. And isn't this the secret of contextualization to show how God has already been working in Japan since before the first missionary set foot here and just let the Holy Spirit do the rest. Christianity is not a foreign religion. Christ is not a foreign figure. He has been in Japan all along. May more and more people come to know him. This is Roger Lowther, and you've been listening to the Art Life Faith podcast. You can read the Japanese version of the poem in the show notes for this episode on my website, rogerwlowther.com. As we say in Japan, ja matane, see you next time.